Welcome to the show. This is Philip H. Anselmo. Hey, everybody. This is Ricky Rackman from Headbangers Ball. Hey, guys. This is Aaron from Betraying the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Mike D. from Killswitch Engage. Hey, this is Scooter Word from Cold. And you are listening to... And you are listening to... And you are listening to... And you're listening to... You are listening to... Talk to me. 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 With Joshua. What is up, congregation? Welcome into Talk To Me, episode 229. The guest this week is Cobra Page. New album, Evolution, out now on Napalm Records. Also coming this week are the new Talk To Me t-shirts with the skull, with the headphones, eating the pizza. You can't go wrong. Make sure to reach out at Talk To Me Talk on Twitter, talktometalk at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash talk to me talk to learn how to order a shirt. Those will be coming straight from me, not from like Teespring or Redbubble. Those will be coming from uh to me spring, to me bubble, straight to your house. <laughs> so help me out, uh, 25 bucks free shipping, and uh, check them out on the Instagram and Facebook pages. Also, make sure you guys are joining the Talk To Me congregation over on Facebook. Just ask to join. And you will be allowed into the group and have a lot of fun, a lot of discussion, a lot of debate each day at the Talk To Me congregation on Facebook. And speaking of shirts, those shirts are going to be made by Merch Live at MerchLive.com. You guys know I've been featured in the magazine a couple of times, featured on the website a couple of times, and now they're doing the shirts for the Talk To Me podcast. So make sure you're helping out our good friends over at uh, MerchLive.com. Alex and the boys over there at MerchLive.com. Shop till you drop over there, get you some Pantera, some Metallica, some Megadeth, all kinds of great stuff over there, Five Finger Death Punch. And make sure to use Toomey10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Yes, that is T-O-O-M-E-Y-1-0. Toomey10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Merchlive.com. Toomey10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. My name is Scott Bowling. I have a show called Good Company. Good Company is a show where we film artists in the rock genre and we talk about their first record all the way to where they are now. We've interviewed bands like Korn and Seven Us and Rich Ward. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook under Good Company or Good Company with Bowling. So please, if you get a chance, check it out. Good Company! Huge thank you to Scott Bowling for continuing to help sponsor the show. Make sure you're checking out Good Company with Bowling, scottgoodcompany.com, or just search on YouTube, Good Company with Bowling, and check out his fantastic, fantastic interviews, and let him know that the Talk To Me podcast sent you. I did want to, I don't have any iTunes reviews this week, no Apple podcast reviews, no Facebook reviews. I need you guys to do that. I'm about to just start hitting you up individually, going to your house, knocking on your door, grabbing your iPhones, typing in a nice Talk To Me podcast review over on Apple Podcasts. Takes two seconds. Go do it. Help the show out. Get the uh, get everybody knowing about the Talk To Me podcast. I don't want to be just your little secrets anymore. Why don't we let everybody know about it? But I did get a great email. Friend of the show, Jake Cordova, writes, What up, Josh? Wondering if you'll shout out to my tattoo parlor in Las Vegas. Next time you're in town, come get a free tattoo. Keep killing it, bro. Eternal Art Tattoo Parlor on Facebook and Instagram at Eternal Art Tattoo Las Vegas. So if you guys are in Las Vegas, you need some tattoo work done. Go over to my boy Jake Cordova 
at Eternal Art Tattoo Las Vegas. And uh, let him know that the Talk To Me podcast sent you. I appreciate it, Jake. Next time we do make it out to Las Vegas, I wish you'd have offered this a few months ago when I was actually in Las Vegas. But uh, but we will uh, we'll make it out there again. Don't worry. And now on to the interview at hand. We got Cobra Page. What I thought was going to be a quick 20-minute interview turned out to be almost an hour-long interview. And we go deep in the last half of this one about the music industry. If you are in a band or you are just interested in the music business, you need to check out this interview because there's a lot of telling things in this one. Pretty deep conversation and probably one of my favorites I've had on here. So without any more of my ramblings, let's talk to Cobra Page. Check out a track off the new album, Evolution, and then I will talk to you momentarily. All right, guys, we have Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus on the line. New album, Evolution, is out now. And uh, Cobra, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. The one thing I wanted to dive into, I guess, right away is, you know, this album is only one album. Um, You know, what happened to doing double albums? (laughs) That was a one-time thing. That was a huge project and a huge endeavor. And um, it's amazing that we... uh, pulled it off I think as well as we did but it's not something that was you know a habit that we were going to continue to take forward doing this album recording the album did it did it kind of feel like you're like oh we're already done you know when you did the this latest one no not at all actually it took a lot of work and a lot of writing and um I mean we take what we put out very seriously to people and we work until we have enough that we can stand beside and really feel it's great. And the album's been out now for a couple of weeks. How do you feel that the fans have taken on uh, the new album, if they're enjoying it, things like that? I think that um, overall it's been received very positively and actually um, reached a few people that weren't believers before. Uh, even people of the past that heard our music and maybe weren't quite sold yet. Um, We've seen some really interesting turnarounds for people from this record. 
and uh, yeah, in general, it's quite a few people saying that they think this is a defining record for the band, and I actually tend to agree. Now, one song on the album, and it looks like you released it as a single now, which was uh, that caught my eye was Thundersmith. Which, mm. which, what is the Thundersmith to begin with? <laughs> it's Brad, actually. It's his nickname. Oh, okay. Because he's a bass player. All right. And he ran the Thunderdome at, um, oh, I've never been. It's that festival in the desert. Uh, uh, you know Coachella? No, um, the edgy one. Uh, mm. Oh, man. I've never gone, so. But he ran the, the Thunderdome there, and it's like Burning Man. In the Thundersmith, Burning Man. There we go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was funny because you know, you listen to it and it's got a lot of catchy words, and you assume it's just going to be a, a a couple of words. And I looked at the song title, and I was like, huh. Well, that really doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with the song. But what 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 caught me about the song was it needs to be every championship team's song they play at, under the you know, highlights of the season, you know, the hot, the, the Stanley Cup winner is going to play it. The the Super Bowl champs need to play it. it it's got a, such a, such an uplifting and like powerful message. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, um, we're definitely hoping that it will find its way into uh, some athletic hands, you know, for those kind of things, actually. Um, but of course, we can't control that. But yeah, it's totally to get your game face on and just prepare you, you know, for whatever your day is looking like or your life is looking like and uh, really fuel your sense of um, who you are and that it's enough. Now, now Megadeth wrote Crush em for hockey arenas. Was that was that song written for like in that vein or like, you know, this would be great for it or it just happened to turn out that way? No, we've never written anything like with a goal like that before. We've just written music that, you know, we we're enjoying making in that moment. And um, of course, I have to put my personal message in it usually. And uh, we just wanted it to be a really empowering song that was supposed to get you in, in game mode for your life, essentially. And uh, that's what it turned into. So the game thing, that's just... It's just part of how it turned out, you know, but it all fits together in a strange way. Now, in this world of, of file sharing and everybody has a Pro Tool rigs at their house, do you guys still get in a room and write? Do you send files to each other? What do you think of this? How, what, what's the writing process for Cobra and the Lotus? Ever since Prevail 1 and 2, we've stuck to an organic writing process. So we did most of the records um, one and two in the studio and relocated to Denmark where we worked on it, um, you know, day in and day out. And after that experience, I just loved it so much. I wanted it to be the exact same scenario for the next one. So we relocated to Orlando, Florida, and we wrote for five weeks before we thought that the album was ready to start being recorded. Yeah. There's so much, there's something about being in the room and, and, playing with someone and you know playing them a riff and then they go oh i like that and then they add their little piece to it rather than you know you're trying to to write a riff at home and program some drums and put your janky bass line on it and you know hope that they see your vision rather than you know being in a room together and getting uh getting you know just those smiles on people's faces and things like that 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, you can catch anything, you know, any spark uh, that maybe you would have forgotten or never sent, you know. Um, you catch a lot of magic that you miss in other situations. At least that's what we find. You know, I always liked when the uh, when the guitar player would pick up a guitar and he's just kind of trying to dial in his tone or something. And he plays something. You're like, "What was that?" And you're like, "He's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get a tone." You're like, "No, play that again." And you know that those kind of songs, when those kind of songs coming together, those happy accidents, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's a very much a a lost a lost art. Um, I I went down a rabbit hole of listening to interviews of you today, and one thing that stuck out to me that you said was. About, you know, a few years ago, you guys had, like, the hype train behind you, and you were getting, you know, KISS tours and things like that, but you didn't have the label side of it to actually put out the stuff, and the, it, you didn't have, you didn't have the, the label matching the hype train, so you kind of got lost in the shuffle, and then you kind of popped back up. Do you, do you feel like that that was, you know, something still true today? Uh, I, I don't know. All I know is I feel like it's been a really tough and grinding road that has felt like a river for most of the time that we've been in the band, um, or that the band has existed. And, uh, I do think that we're a good band that's slipping through the cracks and we're working very hard. So I, I don't, I'm not really sure, um, what to say other than that. You know, we uh, we are having a tough time sustaining the project, uh, and the climate for supporting music has really changed. Even while you know I've been alive, like because I'm I'm a millennial, I guess technically, um, <laughs> and uh, I've seen a lot of changes, and I can't even adapt to the social media or digital ways of things. I think that it has really screwed it up for organic uh, cultures. Um, specifically metal and rock or you're organically building fan bases I just like feel really bad for bands that are coming up now that are the young ones like even below us um, because I have no idea how they're going to do it with the way things are now yeah because before you had a gold record a platinum record you had a, 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 a mm -hmm. physical thing to say hey you know this is what we have going on now but but in today's world You've got X amount of streams on Spotify. You've got YouTube views. You've got social media following. It's 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 even something that I have to deal with with a podcast is like oh, trying to get a bigger guest. You know, you've got to like show that you oh I've got X amount of Twitter followers and I've got X amount of this and I've got X amount of that to where they might get a better interview with this show, but it might go to a show that has you know more followers. So I mean, you're kind of dealing with that too. And it's so many, it's like a whack-a-mole trying to get everything together because as soon as you focus on Instagram, you've got Twitter that you're, you're not focused on enough. And so it's, uh, it, you've got to basically have your hand in so many different piles. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird thing. And I mean, not everyone is a social media person. Like I'm, I'm not really, and I, I struggle with the whole instant gratification thing, um, being such a big part of it like it's just a really freaky and confusing time uh because of course you know uh 
like a Photoshop to high heaven selfie will go way further than uh, something that really matters. And uh, it's just, uh, it's freaking me out. I don't, we, I don't even know how to reach our fans, you know, in the cities that we're going to anymore. We have our best shot and only shot is to, um, you know, advertise uh, the way you used to on street street team um, when you had street team companies, but now it's it's ads, you know. But those like I don't even see the like how those work. Like it, we're I'm testing things out, and it's just uh, I don't know. I think it's um it's a scary, confusing time for music if it's not a uh, popular like hyper popular genre that um is like pop or you know edm pop or something right now yeah and at the end of the, at the end of the day I, I i do think that a good song will break through any you know social media matrix you know and you would hope so i'm not convinced anymore to be honest well i mean i I, I use the example, and I've used it a couple of times, and maybe I'll retire it after this, but just like the the crazy insanity of that Old Town Road, you know, how it just, like, kid bought the beat for, like, 30 bucks, put it out on SoundCloud, and then the next thing you know, you know, you got Billy Ray Cyrus and all this other nonsense going on. If he can follow that up, that's another story, but, like, that song just got stuck in so many people's heads that it's that it catapulted him to, you know, well, he's already retired, but so it doesn't matter, but you know, it catapulted him to a crazy success. And, uh, I think that, you know, there's occasionally those songs like an I prevails bow down kind of comes out and you're like, Whoa, that's something cool. And, you know, there, um, you know, there's some stuff on your new album doing the same stuff. So hopefully a good song will, will get shared. And obviously the best way, that I've seen, you know, if 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 a band comes to me and says, hey, check out my new song, you're like, all right, whatever. But if your friend that you trust comes to you and says, check out a new song, you'll check it out. And trying to get that person to show their friend the new album is the hardest part, the hardest thing to do. Right. Yeah, for sure. A couple of things I did have for you. And, and one thing that jumped out at me, being a, and I'm not going to say you're female-fronted, but I wrote down uh, Canadian lady-fronted bands. Um, there's something about Canada that over the last, you know, however many years, the female-fronted genre comes out. And, you know, you've got Sumo Psycho, The Agonist, Kitty, even back to Alanis and Avril and Biff Naked. It seems like there's a culture of ladies that just want to rock up in Canada. What's 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 up in the water in Canada? <laughs> I feel like... Um... In general, it's just a really big time for uh, women in uh, rock and metal. There's just a, a lot of it that bubbles the surface, and women that have been working hard for a while with you know with their bands, and uh, it's a really cool cool time in that sense, you know, because uh, it is it's a strong movement right now, and people are really enjoying it. So there's nothing specific to Canada that we're we're missing here. Um, I mean, Canada's full of a ton of talent. It's uh, It's got some of the top artists in the world, you know, multi-genre. So I just think that Canada has an interesting conglomerate of people that have moved from all different places. And it seems to breed some kind of magic in terms of the uh, music, for sure. Uh, because we have, uh, 
so much space compared to the population. Um, and we have a lot of uh, amazing and gifted music of all genres that keeps coming out there. So, yeah, I, I do think Canada is, uh, is special. I don't know how it got concentrated that way, but it, it does. It has a lot of, a lot of stuff, it's a long list. Now you've been a part of these like hottest chicks and metal lists and in, in the climate that we're in today, and I'm not a social justice warrior at all, but do you think it's time for those kind of lists to kind of be retired or do you see those as kind of just a vehicle to get your band heard? Um, it's an interesting question actually, because I think, uh, of course people do find the music, uh, legitimately through those things in the past, you know, like revolvers, uh, women, um, I don't know what it was called anymore, but it was something about hot women yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, being in rock. And, um, I heard that they've shut that down and, um, you know, some women are very proud of being in these things and, and, uh, it's part of their platform as well, you know, and I, I feel like I'm not one to judge or step on their toes or say like you should believe this or not believe this and this is the right way because it's it's really a personal choice like how you want to publicly also represent yourself and uh, what the focus is going to be on because you choose you choose really ultimately what the focus is going to be on as much as as possible and um for myself i mean it did expose us to some uh, some people that ended up helping us with shows down the road uh, when when I was in that magazine like a long time ago. So it's it's a double edged sword. I'm not a really big fan of this kind of thing, and uh, I wasn't like sad to see it go. I was kind of like, great, like let's let's focus on the music, you know. Um, but uh, at the same time, some people love them, and I, I just feel like it's not my place to judge that. I do think it was kind of funny when I, I, I tried to do the reverse on myself, and I was like, well, if there was like a, a 50 hottest dudes in podcasting and I made that list, I probably wouldn't be that mad. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> right? That's great. Um, yeah. So going through some of the tours you did, obviously one of the biggest tours I heard you did. And, and I remember probably where I heard you guys the first time was, was the kiss tour. And I did hear uh, once again, on another interview, uh, you got, you talked about the Nashville show being one of the best shows of the tour. And I grew up in Nashville and I always found Nashville crowds to be very stale. So it was kind of crazy to hear you talk about Nashville in <laughs> such a high regard. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they just, um... well, they always said that Nashville crowds, like everyone in the crowd, no matter what, like was a better guitar player than you, or a better singer, or a better drummer. Uh-oh. Like you know what I'm saying? There's so much talent there that a lot of right. times there's a lot of crossed arms and people uh, kind of checking out what you're doing. So, so for for Nashville to be a, a an off the chain crowd, I was very surprised. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, it was. It was really incredible. It was just people that were packed in and super excited, regardless of if they didn't know who I, who we were, you know, and that just stood out. But it wasn't a normal show, so, you know, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, I was going to say something about, oh, uh, L.A., though, however, 
LA show in the arena on that tour was a definitely like an industry show. And that was one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had, like in a big venue. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's there can help you get to the next level somehow. And so everybody's, or, or they want to be in the next level. So they're there to be seen. You know, oh, I, God. I feel like I saw everybody that lives in LA come out of the crack, you know? Oh yeah, and everybody, everybody was somebody, and it was just a really, really weird thing. And everyone was on their phone, even while Kiss and Def Leppard played. It was just like a strange, strange experience. Now, with with a tour like that, and and I know you guys have done way more tours, but I mean, in a tour like a Kiss tour, you know, do you go talk to Gene and and get any tips from him or or is it just completely uh you know separate separate dressing room separate everything nobody talks like what's what's the tour with Kiss like um they were actually both fans Jeff Leppard and Kiss were always like bustling around and uh telling us stories telling us things uh letting the guys hold their guitars like the bass it was it was really amazing actually they were they were really uh, wonderful to us and um, Def Leppard in particular they they were really social uh, they were always like hanging out and chatting and telling us also stories about like what what it was like before their band uh, broke you know um, crazy things that people had done to them you know while they were playing at a show and people were just rebelling against their music uh, but then their music turned a corner uh I think after Pyromania. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool and um, humbling to receive those stories from them. Just, uh, just volunteered from them, not, not even us asking. Now, one of your vocal idols is Sebastian Bach, who you're out on tour with. So, how many dates into the tour did it take for that kind of uh, maybe the fandom to kind of wane a little bit and? see him as a normal person and uh someone you're you know out on tour with rather than uh you know the guy that was at the moscow you know music peace festival uh well first i'd like to clarify that i've never had any idols <laughs> i don't think it's like healthy to idolize or put people on pedestals because they've always recognized everyone as human mm-hmm. um it's been great i mean i i'm not like a hair metal kid anymore so, like, I, I already uh, knew that I had I had changed and diversified, like, uh, you know, over the last 15 years since uh, I found Skid Row. But it was always, like, a piece, going to be a piece of my heart because it was what helped me to um, feel some amazing feelings about rock and roll and his presence on stage in those videos for Wembley 1991 really moved me when I was in high school. I thought it was just so cool, and I felt the... I felt just like such a powerful presence, you know. Um, for me, it was like the same way. Uh, I I feel like if I if I watch Michael Jackson videos now or uh, Queen videos, it's just like you see something really special, and they've just they're just gripping the stage. And uh, now that I I'm on tour with him, I mean, to me, it's like it's an honor and it's humbling. And I just feel like if my 15 year old self or 14 year old saw what we were going to do, you know, later and that it was going to be a normal thing. Um, they, I wouldn't have been able to believe it, but in a sense, it makes me realize that it manifested what I wanted a little bit more than I am realizing. Um, but he's been great and the band is a really good band and uh, he's Sebastian Bach, 100%, 24-7, you know, and 
um, I, I, I've really enjoyed being on tour with him and his band. Uh, he also, he, he can sing, like he can really wail still and he takes care of his voice and he gives the audience, no matter what, like a hundred percent of his energy every night. And I really respect that kind of thing. Yeah, he's an amazing live. I saw him probably about six months to a year ago and still killing it. And I know from the videos I've seen, I think he's even better on this latest tour. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, something to go and check out. How much longer are you guys on tour together? I don't have the dates in front of me. Uh, we have actually quite a few dates left. We still have to uh, storm Texas and Florida. So um, let's just take a look here. And we got California. So we have... Uh, Ramona today, then we're doing the whiskey two nights in a row. Um, those are sold out, and they were sold out before we even got added to the bill, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Uh, we have Tucson, Arizona. That's our own show. Roswell, New Mexico with him, and it, the rest is with him. Oklahoma City. We do five shows in Texas, so if anyone you know in Texas wants to come out, there's still four that aren't sold out yet, and um, there are three shows in Florida, one of which is in Orlando, which will be cool because our producer is going to get to see the music live. And uh, we have Lafayette, Louisiana, and Savannah, Georgia on Halloween, which is really awesome. Nice. When you get to yeah. Roswell, you can uh, you can personally storm Area 51 by yourself. Uh, is that uh, <laughs> where Area 51 is? Yeah, it's in Roswell, yeah. Oh my God! No way! I'm wrapping my eyes peeled for alien activity in the sky. <laughs> well, from what you can tell, I think the um, the entire city's economy is based on you know selling alien knickknacks. So, so you'll get some good wow. stuff there. Oh man! I just want to see something. Give me the light. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just storm awesome. with the yeah. van. And then the um, a couple quick uh, little things before we get off here. Uh, you did the Metal All-Stars with uh, James Labrie, Zach Wilde, Dave Ellison, so much more. Uh, another, yeah. you, you, you know, you have this this thing where you're you're touring and you're being around all of these just like classic dudes and, you know, so much wisdom to, to pass down. So, I mean, you know, touring and playing with those guys, you know, what was it like being around those guys? Um, it was wonderful. I mean, um, a lot of these guys uh, I, I listened to when I was younger, and it was so cool just to be a part of the show with them and be a musician. I was part of the super group. Um, I, I couldn't believe that I was added in there, actually, as the one woman. I I had no idea. Like, I was like, why me? You know, but it was uh, just such a pleasure, and... Um, it was really cool also to to have James Labrie on that second part of it because he was also Canadian and that just made me proud. I was like, this is so good. this is awesome. <laughs> and same with Sebastian Bach. It's another like Canadian thing. It's like we're both Canadian from people. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, I I mean I loved it and I loved touring with Zach. It made for a lot of fun stories and uh, epic uh, experiences. And I really really also learned at that point um that there were still musicians that were even though they were regarded in a really big way around the world if circumstances were hitting the fan you know like shit was hitting the fan or something uh with a show or a venue or something no matter what these guys like they got out there and played the show because the tour did not go off without a hitch there were definitely some bumps 
here and there, but everyone always went on stage and gave their best show no matter what was happening. And I thought that was amazing because some, some people wouldn't, you know, some people would be like, nope, like I'm not showing up. And some people didn't show up for that tour. Hmm. And uh, it caused some like uh, serious like rioting in the amphitheater because people didn't know that those people weren't coming. Yeah, there's that's the one thing I've been doing this show for for roughly four years, and you you can tell the the pros from the Joes. You know, you the people that that show up, give the great interview, give you the good answers or whatever. Like you can see why they're why they're successful, and I think that's what you're saying there is you can see why those guys are successful at the end of the day because they will you know if they have to start lugging around gear and tuning their guitars themselves and not pull a you know rock star nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to see that. It's great, and then you know you can take all of those lessons back to to Cobra and the Lotus, and uh, you know be like, hey, Dave Ellison did all this stuff. You can do this stuff too. So get your get your acting gear. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say we are the kings and queens of that because if anyone knew the trials and tribulations we've gone through and what we've shown up to, you know, on stage and what happened before. They'd have no idea, you know, and I, I'm, that's one thing that I actually pride this band on because they don't know what it's like for other bands. But this band has gone through a lot of shit and shown up on stage like nothing happened. And um, I'm really proud of ourselves for that. We've also had situations where we, we, were, we weren't paid and uh, the some like smaller festival is having issues or something. And it was like, well, you know, we've lost a ton of stuff to be here but these people showed up so we're still going out there you know yeah and that's a tough thing to do especially when you're in this in this business of uh you got to make a couple of bucks but you still got to make your fans happy and you know it, it doesn't make the promoters look bad if you cancel it makes you look bad if you cancel so well exactly and uh, i just gotta like put it out there we're not making bucks like we're just paying for uh the, the bus that, is, that we're sleeping in right now by this point like we're still <laughs> You know, we're still a band that's on the other side of the surface. So mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's one thing that I don't like when I see trolls writing like, well, I guess they're selling out, you know, to make money. It's like if they only knew, I would love to have them my pile of debt that I have. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? I'm not rolling in anything to be here. <laughs> I'm doing it because I love it still 100%. And for the people, you know, the way it connects them. Um, there is no nothing to share around here. Yeah, you just hope to get to the venue and it's a it's a buyout rather than a catering, and you can take your five yeah. bucks and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. you and you can manage your five bucks for the day rather than uh you know whatever pe- whatever you know little Caesar's pizza they're trying to give you. You know all about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I did my I did my fair share of those uh, those tours. Um. Well, as we wrap up, I do want to congratulate you on your recent engagement. Uh, it's very cool that that's uh, you know taking place and out there. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, and um, so what's the the future of Cobra and the Lotus? I know we we just talked about the rest of the Sebastian Bach tour, current album out now, Evolution. Uh, make sure to check that out. However, you get your music legally, but uh, what's the uh, the kind of the the next year or so look? Um, I actually have no idea for the first time ever. I have no uh, clue what we're going to be up to. Um, 
I really put everything I had into this uh, record, and um, it it kind of uh, is one of those things where um, we're at a really tough point, you know, in in this band's um, life cycle. So there's no plans as of yet. Um, I can't really accept anything if I know that I can't, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to get into this without uh, making it weird, but um, <laughs> okay. let's let's just say I put everything I had left into giving this album the last chance, it, like the best chance it had, and uh, what it does, and beyond that is out of my hands and in the universe, and um, I, uh, yeah, have no idea. I have no idea. As of yet, we can't, we can't go, you know, on another tour. So, um, we'll just see, you know, if the universe wants it to happen, it somehow it'll help me to make it happen. But we're going to just savor what we're doing right now and savor our new release and try and enjoy the present while it's happening. Very cryptic, but I'll take it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I would, I would assume that some of that was, you know, you can't take a tour, Unless you're at least breaking even, if not making a couple bucks, you can't uh, you can't go home broke anymore. That's what we're saying. Well, let's just say this: I have never broken even, and I've never given myself one penny. And I've let go of the idea of, of even like giving myself anything out of this. But I do need to survive, and I am entering a marriage, and I want a family, and I can't continue to, you know, bring home a. I bring home. I carry a lot of debt all yeah. the time. And, uh, I'm 31 and, um, it's, it's very like crushing by this point. And, uh, I can't continue down the path I've been down because I keep taking risks and it becomes like gambling eventually. And, uh, I'm just proud of what we've done so far and what we've gone for. But yeah, exactly. I, I can't, if it's, uh, really do anything that's gonna, um, put me in a, a, worse position than I've already put myself in. So, um, and you know, I've, I've made my choices. I'm really happy that I pushed for this project and that we've gone for this project, but I literally have no answers as to what the future of the project is anymore because, um, I have not been able to push this band onto the other side. Wow. And the other side being sustainable and yes. breaking even. That's all we need is just like sustainable and breaking even because we can all work when we're home, but but um, there's a certain amount of time where you've got to say like, hey, you know, like you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life if you do this and you can't do this anymore. That's one thing we've talked about on the show a lot is, is the, a lot of times you'll go see a tour and the, the, the the guitar tech is making more than the guitarist or you know the bus driver is making more than the singer you know you there's a there's yeah. a there's a very warped sensibility in the in the music industry of of what's going on out there yeah and i do understand to a degree like how everything's happening you know like yeah. for instance um um I chose to do this project, so it's my responsibility to take care of the crew and everything you know everything else because it because I I wanted it, you know, I became the sole, like, driving mother force, and uh, it's like, if you want it to happen, you have to, you have to make it happen, and no one else will, and um, not a lot of people also want to, like, take the, 
extent of risk that it takes, you know, like, so a lot of people back out of that and you're just left alone. And, um, I accepted that like a long time ago. So, uh, I know the bet I've made, but, um, yeah, at a certain point it's, it becomes like very, very stressful. And also it like hurts a little bit inside to give everything away all the time and, Mm -hmm. uh, not take anything back to even, not just give my, like, it's not to give myself, it's just to pay back what I've, like, loaned out, you know, to, to do these opportunities. Um, and uh, I never can catch up, and I don't, I hate that. I hate that. It's something I've never spoken about, you know, so much, but it's becoming, like, really, really serious thing in my life now um, because I'm not a kid anymore, and, uh, you know, um I mean, I moved back home. I'm just going to tell everyone that. I, I moved back home. I live at home, and I am, like, 31, and I hate it because I don't feel independent. But this is, like, these are necessary things I've had to do for what I've wanted to do for the band. And um, it's all choices. But, uh, yeah, you, you, I don't know. I, uh, it's ve- I'm it's feeling v- a little It's very funny. Heavy. Yeah, it's very funny that the... That- in this world that we've chosen to live in, in the music industry, that you feel guilty for wanting to make some money. You know, it's it's so bizarre that... It is. That, it is, you know? Like, um, I don't feel very good about the fact that I've never made one penny and I've dedicated 11 years of my life to right. this already. You know, because I I haven't that's that's like no nothing for basics that's not enough to eat that's not enough to anything you know so it's it's not about greed it's actually about how everyone needs like a certain amount of like basic needs you know mm-hmm. and uh i've poured all my efforts and work into this uh baby but um it is art and it's the sacrifice and and risk that you take and I don't regret it, but I definitely am in a weird place of needing to reevaluate how to manage my life moving forward because I can't support myself. So how can I support a family? I can't, you know, like it's just mm-hmm. looking like it's just looking. I'm sad. I'm sad about it because I just uh, but, you know, like it's a different time. Like we were talking about. I mean, we're sell- we're playing to uh, sold out places um, with Sebastian Bach on this tour because of the Skid Row 30. Yeah. And uh there are like 1200 people in these venues and we have great shows and we are paid with very kind words and then we'll sell seven records and everyone will want a selfie with me and just keep walking out the door. And I'm just like, this is exactly why we're dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I was kind of wondering that earlier, kind of checking out, obviously you get to do all these great tours with bands like, you know, Kiss and Sebastian Bach and doing the metal all-stars and things like that. But those fans are those fans out to, those fans are out to celebrate something that happened thirty years ago, and uh, you know with Sebastian Bach. And I don't know how much they're there to find their new favorite band. I think yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's true. But then again, um, we have to be very grateful for what tour opportunities come our way. You know what I mean? Because it's that, that's also not being handed out. We're in a weird time where new bands have to buy on to bills if they want to play. And uh, we were very fortunate to just miss that that period of time when that started really coming on strong. So we've never actually bought onto a bill, which feels really, you know, great. But we still like we don't know. 
I mean, we were confirmed for Sebastian Bach after so many of these shows were sold out because that's how late it, it like was confirmed for us. We never know what's going to come down the pipeline. And when it comes down where we have to weigh, you know, if we think it's going to be helpful for the risk we're taking or not. And uh, with Sebastian Bach, it was, you know, it was really the best opportunity that came. And, um, and it's a great opportunity. I do think that people here are really hungry still for rock. So I think that it's worked out well. And um, if, you know, it was uh, one of those things where I decided like, yes, let's absolutely, let's do this, you know, and we need to launch our album during a tour. Um, that's usually a standard. So I was just grateful it came my way because it was looking like we weren't going to tour this year. And I do say that the the new album, it is good. It's you know what I'm saying. It has like potential to, like I said, if if a if a you know that's got the 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 big Thundersmith song that could you know take on a life of its own. It's got some songs on there that you know the first few times I heard them, super catchy. So you're you're not you're not in an uphill battle as much as I think you might think you are. I think this is actually a really great album. And once it, if it, you know, it's just one of those, if it gets in the right hands, you know, gets to the right people and, you know, all of that, uh, all of that stuff. So I think it's, you've got a great product here and hopefully, you know, that this isn't the, uh, the, the beginning of the end for the band. Yeah, I hope so too. Like I said, I just hope it doesn't slip through the cracks. Yeah. You know, Cause that's what I feel is like what's going on right now. Well, hopefully, you know, that's the bad thing about, you know, uh, radio and, and even satellite radio and things like that. I mean, how much of that, if your songs get on certain stations, you know, how much does that move the needle these days as much as it might have, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, um, I think it still does make an impact. But uh, what's happening right now is a lot of a lot of bands from the past are resurfacing, mm-hmm. which is really... Um, you know, storming the radio, like Green Day, for instance. You know, there's a lot of, like, resurfacing of that era of bands. Yeah. And uh, it's wicked, but it's really, it's, there's a lot of, you know, there's just so many different variables happening that, um, but I don't know. I'm one of those, also the spiritual people that does believe that things happen for a reason. And sometimes, like, you just got to try and look at what's happening to try and figure out what isn't quite right, you know, and, um, I guess that's the place I'm in right now. I'm just like, why is this? Why are we rowing up a river so hard? You know. Yeah, and I've, I, you know, like obviously talking through this, you know, this conversation. Obviously, you can tell I've been in some bands and did some touring, and I just turned forty, and I'm like, the thought, even the thought of starting a new band, is, oh God. is like, is like yeah. makes me want to throw up in my mouth. and you see and you see bands like i i was talking about this the other day with some friends about how hard it is to break a new band at this point and i use the 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 the, uh, band bad wolves as my example because they they had the cranberries cover went absolutely nuts has a they have a couple of other singles on that first album that were good songs and went to the top of the active rock charts and all this other stuff but they still and and they get every five finger death punch tour and every big tour going right. through, and they're still struggling. And and you know, well, nineteen you, you know nineteen eighty five, or or you know take uh take Skid Row for example. I mean they're they're kind of that same thing where you know they had the the Bon Jovi co sign and Bon Jovi took them on every tour and then they finally broke. You know and I don't know, 
I don't know how much or how hard you have to try to to get a band to break these days. And and Bad Wolves is my perfect example because they've had every opportunity to break, and they're still playing. You know the same size venues that you know Sebastian's currently playing right now. Right, right. Um, which in our in today's day and age, playing those size of venues is like a big accomplishment. You know, um, but yeah. I, I know what you're saying, because actually I had this moment, well, there's two moments. My drummer the other day, he, you know, before we left uh, on tour, he was like, I was uh, asking the guys, I was like, you know, like, if you can help, if you guys can help me out in any way, that would be fantastic. And um, this is, this is the situation. This is like the risk that I'm taking on this tour. And it's really huge. And, um, I really, really like it to happen. And they all, you know, they all were on board with it, which was really awesome. And he's just like, God, you know, I've thought about starting another band, but he's like, after seeing just like what is actually needed for the, the like basic level, he's like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I don't want that to deter people from trying, but yeah. And the bad wolf thing, we actually, we just were staying at the hard rock hotel in Vegas and, that uh, that tour is being advertised, you know, behind the reception with Five Finger and someone else. And I think Three Days Grace, Bad Wolves and someone else. And I looked at Brad and we were, we were getting our room keys and I looked at him and I was like, holy crap. We got in this conversation with the receptionist because we're like four people, four people on that bill. You know, like that's how much it, it's like taking right now for that. And Five Finger exploded, you know, at one point. So I... And so did, so did Three Days Grace. So we were just like, wow, like, it is a really, like, hard climate. Yeah, you know, but the hunger is still there for that genre, like, for people, but it's not, like, in the same way or amount, you know. It's just it's just wild. And I think another crazy part about this business at this moment is your new album just came out September 20th, and I'm sure you're going to do interviews soon of people already asking you when you're going to write the next album. Because everybody's just like, bam, 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 we need new songs now, you know? Yeah, I know. And um, I think we've we've been doing a pretty epic job of putting music out every year for the last <laughs> three years. And even, like, in the span of while the band's been around, I mean, we have six records out now. And uh, we're definitely, you know, we're going to... Now, after Evolution has been written and released, I think it's time to take a little bit of breather before the next record, because... Um, we have put out a lot of music very quickly and evolution was one of those ones where it integrated the rock and the metal in a really, uh, consistent way. And that was one of its biggest purposes was just to integrate all our sounds into one in a really well done way. And I think we accomplished that on this record and now it's time to just breathe and let it, let, let us just be with the music that we've made, you know, out there for a while. Yeah, I, this this conversation went super heavy, and I was not expecting to have this conversation today. But uh, man, that was um, you know, it's funny as you go to these shows now, and the same like like I said, the even venues bigger than the the Sebastian Bach tour and some of these tours, you know, you're getting tribute bands and cover bands that are doing just insane business. But uh, so so I think if I was to do any kind of band these days it would I would just be like a, a tribute to tool and just get it over with <laughs> well you know um 
as long as you're happy, that's like my motto. I just have to be passionate and feel like I really have a purpose and care about something. And I'll always uh, find like some source to continue and stuff. And um, that's what it's been. You know, this has been a labor of love and uh, I found great purpose in what we've done. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I can do a uh, cover band because like I said, I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> it, it it looks like fun though i i was talking to an uber driver yesterday about it actually because he said do you play your own music or do you guys play covers and i said um no i i never wanted to uh do music to do that i always wanted to create stuff with people and uh that's another thing you know like um some people do cover bands you know like you said like if you if you want to like make some cash that is one way to make cash in <laughs> in the uh music industry with um covers i there's also if you just want to have fun or whatever you know and you don't want to do music too seriously but you still want to be involved um i think it's great you know but i i'm okay with what i signed up for and um i really wanted to make things with people that didn't exist before and connected to other people and we've done that so in that sense we've been successful and, and I'm uh, really fulfilled with that. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said earlier, the new album is great, and uh, hopefully it will catch on soon. And Cobra, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a uh, this has been probably one of my favorite conversations I've had on the show in the four years of the show. Oh wow! Well, um, you're welcome. I'm, all I can do is just be uh, as honest as possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know. Have fun on the rest of the Sebastian Bach tour. Uh, let's let's pick a uh, let's pick a song off of Evolution that you want to close up with, and uh, maybe give a quick story behind it. Sure. Um, why don't we pick Thundersmith? Just because you've spoken about it, you know, a few times, and I absolutely love playing this song live with the guys. Uh, also, it's like my strength song for being in the industry. I put uh, all my feelings of what it's been like for me to come up in this industry and. Um, just to really grow up also from like a young lady to a woman and grow into being comfortable with myself and standing for what I stand for and who I choose to be. And um, I think it's got a good message for everybody, you know, to be proud of what you're made of. And uh, you can go out and um, you can be better for yourself and everybody when you have that mentality. So let's go with that.
right, guys. Huge thank you to Cobert for taking the time and coming on the Talk To Me podcast. Make sure you're checking out Evolution out now, Napalm Records. Go over to facebook.com slash talk to me talk or the Talk To Me congregation page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Talk To Me Podcast. Get yourself a new Talk To Me t-shirt coming straight from my house to your house. Support the podcast in any way that you can. Leave a nice five-star rating, nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Again, shout out to Scott Bowling with Good Company with Bowling. Check it out. Let him know that the Talk To Me podcast sent you. And then also head up our boys, MerchLive.com. Get shirts from Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Metallica. Yes, the big four. Over at MerchLive.com. To Me 10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Yes, that is To Me 10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. T-O-O-M-E-Y-1-0. For 10% off your entire order over at MerchLive.com. Again, thank you guys for listening each and every week. If you see this pop up in your Facebook feed, your Twitter feed, your Instagram, make sure to hit that share button, retweet, whatever you can do to spread the word for the Talk To Me podcast. Tell a buddy, bring a friend. And until next Thursday, for the Talk To Me podcast, I am Joshua Toomey, and I will talk to you guys soon.